Yeah, you had talked about uh, moving down here. Yeah, but then you told me it rains a lot, so I'm not coming down there. Bro, it never fucking stops raining, dude. I Literally, last night, I'm driving. I'm on the beach picking people up, dropping people off, and I went through this huge puddle. It happens. Water goes over the windshield, and my air pressure sensor on my tire went from 35 to 19 immediately. Something had just gashed my tire. So Jesus, my, my, night, my night ended early, and I had to spend $700 this morning. No, but yeah. Why? How, okay, so how come like Florida, like all the old people go to Florida? How come Disney's in Florida? Like you think they'd want to go where it doesn't rain all the time? Like I also you, think it didn't always used to be like that though either. It's like, no, but dude, I mean, think back to well, you you were only here part of the time as a kid, Doug. But my whole life in the summer, you can set your watch by it's going to rain at three o'clock. Yeah, every day. It was kind of like that rain you were showing that video of, only twice as hard. But it doesn't go like that for long. It just rains a little it bit every day. It rain twice as hard as that. We got like two inches of rain in ten minutes. That's the, flood, the flood sirens were. It can't rain twice as hard as that. Dude. That's like, literally what happened last night on the beach. The beach went yeah. from being dry to flooded. No one could move. The whole yeah. entire place flooded. Like that part. Yeah. I will admittedly, the video makes it look somehow. It like homogenizes it. It did not look nearly gnarly on the video. Cars were driving through the bottom of that parking lot. It looked like they were in a pond. It was like a foot of water. All an hour before nothing, it came in. It all happened in like 20 minutes. My whole yard. Now it's nice again, but I know it'll rain later. I fucking know it. It rains every day here now. I wish the rain would stop just once. It can't rain all the time. I'm so, going to go to the <laughs> desert, I think. I'm trying to go to like, I don't know, Arizona Vegas. Yeah, maybe Vegas. Arizona. Tom, Tom wants you out there so bad, and I'm sure Ern wants you out there equally as bad. But I would do it. I mean, I would, I would go there. It doesn't rain. Less bugs. I mean, I'm into it. I just, you know, I just don't want to pay the New York taxes. Like they're so high, it's just ridiculous for us to pay them. You you told me how they keep going up every year. I remember when you first were looking. So you had two houses you were looking at, and you showed them both to me on Zillow beforehand. Like, first of all, Josh's house is amazing. It's a beautiful yeah, house. It's we got a beautiful it house. Too. Like, it wasn't terribly expensive. Like, it was a lot for us. But, like, this is the best house I ever saw. I love this house. I wish we could stay here forever. Paying $1,000 a month in property tax is just not feasible. It's like, God. it's insanity, dude. To give you an idea, uh, my house is roughly the same size as your house, square footage-wise. And we're renting, mind you. We pay $2,700 a month in rent. That's just a lot. Rent. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, especially, but it, there's five of us here because we, the reason we did it the way we did it is my mom's getting to that point where we've got to make sure there's somebody here with her at all times. Yeah. You divide it by five people, me, my wife, my mom, and our two roommates, it's not that bad. It's 520 bucks per person. Not yeah. a big deal. But right now, the housing market down here, so this house is $500,000 right now. Two years ago, you could have bought this house for three hundred and change. Yeah, I've already it's, seen. It, I've it's noticed. Fucking it, insane, dude. Yeah, that's why we want to sell it. But if you, the problem is, is if you sell it here or there, you're just going to pay that much more when you get another just to house. get somewhere else. Like, yeah, yeah. So we might as well go to 
Uh, where where's cheaper like in kingston new york where i'm from it was the fastest rising home prices in the whole country per forbes magazine <laughs> houses that were 120 are going for 280 300 like like that and it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up it's just really wild i was looking in florida bob in fort st mm-hmm. lucy and just yep. a year and a half ago dude houses that were 260 that i was like oh my god that's a, that's the kind of house like i could retire in like i'd be proud to have the house all of a sudden, that house is now three sixty. It's like Jesus Christ! In just a year and a half time, like, oh yeah, uh, we missed it. We, I said to Tam, I was like, dude, this is a spot right here where I, I hear it's calm. There's a lot of old people. The Mets do spring training there. Um, yeah, like, I wanted <laughs> I to go there, and uh, the housing it's through the roof now. Like million dollar houses all over the oh, place. Yeah. So I told Doug, like, I was out driving one night, and I picked up a lady from a twenty six million dollar house, dude, sixty thousand square feet. Jesus Christ. That, Who the fuck needs a 60,000 square foot house? That's Dude, I've big. learned my house is 4,000 square feet, and I've learned you don't need that. Like, I can no, it's, live it's in too a much to clean. Square foot house. It's way too much to clean. Our it's house too- is two houses, so it's it's so it's so not really, it's it's literally two houses, two living rooms, two kitchens. Yeah. We only use half of it, really. Maggie, the luckiest 17-year-old kid on earth, basically has her own house. Um, yeah. But we, we bought it for the opportunity. You throw up a wall, you rent out both sides, boom, you've got, like, but I just, that, the taxes, like, we'd have to rent it and have tenants all the time. God forbid somebody moved out and we're stuck with those taxes. You know, I don't know if we want to deal with all that. Like, I think we sell this place, make some money, and go, who knows, maybe I'll go to South Carolina or something. Downsize a little bit. Well, if you go to South Carolina, Matt will be knocking on your door all the time. Oh, boy. A good friend of mine lives there. His taxes, he pays less a year than what I pay a month. And oh that, yeah, that sounds lovely to me. I we, absolutely believe it. Yeah, it, he pays like eight ten a, a, a year. He he fucked with me. He sent me a thing. He's like, "Damn it, it went up, went up to eight ten And I was like, "Ew, shut up, dude!" Like, <laughs> I thought he was lying to me at first. I thought he was lying. He's not. That's his taxes. On he's a gorgeous home with tons of property. Yeah, I know. But... All my all my friends with like young kids. I'm just like, oh man, God did me a solid by making me barren. Like, I'm happy yeah. I don't have kids. Honestly, like. I just the energy, man. I think to myself, I'm like, I love my daughter. And she's amazing. And I always wonder if I'm doing right by her. But it's like, I knew the day that I found out we were having a girl. I'm like, this is payback for everything you ever did. That's it. This is straight up payback. The fact that you're having a girl. And I immediately thought of Nas' song, Daughters. For my brothers with daughters, I saw my daughter send a letter to some boy her age who locked up. First I regretted it, then caught my rage like... I feel like I beat the system. Maybe that's why God hates me so much, because I totally beat the system. Like, if I had a kid of my own, it would be a goddamn hell child. You know, we raised her. Dude, she's at the door of 18, dude. She's like dude, an adult. Like, Doug, let me tell you how this kid has gotten the best workaround when she was in Girl Scouts, right? So, Josh would post a link up for her Girl Scout cookies on his Twitter. You know that girl had to sell more Girl Scout cookies Ooh. than any motherfucker. Oh, yeah, every year. Every, oh, yeah. Within, like an hour, yeah, because like... Boom, boom, boom. I was ordering Girl Scout cookies from Florida to be shipped from New York. Yeah, because people love Girl Scout cookies, mm-hmm. right? So, like, the bad thing, though, is to this day, dude, I still... Right now, in my other kitchen, I have box upon box stacks of Girl Scout <laughs> cookies. Like, I'm to the point where I don't even like them anymore. Like, I'm no, over them. Like, but... I'm fucking tired of these Samoas. Good to know. Samoas are the only ones I do like, actually. But uh, 
I used to love Thin Mints, dude. Thin Mints were my shit, and I can't stand them anymore. I've just had too many of them. They're got thirty boxes of Thin Mints here right now <laughs> at all times, and they're probably like three years old. Like they just—we oh. don't even know whose they are. Like they're probably <laughs> friends of ours that ordered them and never got them. I have no idea. They'll never go bad. They're like Twinkies. When the apocalypse happens, we'll go to Josh's house and survive on Thin Mints. That's right. We'll all be fucking living it up, <laughs> eating cookies together. <laughs> so I will ask you, Matt's less last question and if you want to answer it you can but I, I'm not is it what's his favorite hit. color <laughs> no he asked if you have a favorite song to play live off of Year of the Black Rainbow what, that, there's no good song on that I'm sorry man there's no good no. song on that fucking album I, I like Year of the Black Rainbow for what it is it's I don't like the production I think the production sucks like Atticus Ross just, destroyed that album there's three songs on the album that I do like but that was the first album where it was like okay this is a departure for me that I can't go on and I remember yeah, that, that's kind of how I felt too honestly as a fan that's yeah. the first time I recognized like this doesn't feel the way it felt that if you, you were asking me before yeah I, I as a fan I heard the single and I loved it I was like oh that's pretty cool but you didn't get a real I'm watching it over a television that's how it was released this I didn't have it on iTunes or anything I didn't get to really hear the production and then when the record came out I was like I I mean I try to envision like if I was there like I could see getting behind a lot of the and thinking that was cool but you know I definitely would have pictured all that stuff like way down in the mix but like it's just, and the drums it's don't real like hard. yeah the drums don't sound like I feel bad for Chris Chris played his ass off and you can like the drums are buried and like I don't know it's, it's just not it's not my favorite only, record the only track I can think where they're not really buried is Guns of Summer they seem yeah. to really put them in the front there but even though like what he's doing is so like, I mean one day I'm gonna have to fucking learn that and I've tried and it's like Jesus Christ man. Um, <laughs> fucking nightmare for me it's like jesus christ i don't know what's happening that's like the drums yeah they pop more on that song than some of the other songs but i still don't know what's happening it's just like yeah it's not clear enough to yeah some of it sounds like you took a drum set and just rolled it down a flight of stairs like at one point it's like (laughs) holy shit and that's a compliment like chris is chris is one of the best drummers in the world like but it's just it, it was different in a way that like yeah, it wasn't as a fan. I can speak to the band as a fan. I wasn't a part of the band. It wasn't exactly what I wanted. That said, like I do like that record. I don't hate that record. I think one time we were doing a signing, and they had that record play. And me and Zach were like, why do fans not like this? This shit is pretty awesome. Uh, so I don't hate that record. I, I liked No World, too. Like A lot of fans didn't. I love No World. Time. Yeah, me too. I thought that was a really great record. Like I was pissed it was so good. It fucking made me mad. When I heard Black Rainbow, I was like, eh, you yeah. guys must miss me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought Nowhere Else is like really a uh, powerful record. Great songs, and it still felt like Coheed and Cambria to me. Um, but, you know, again, Claudio is a writer. He's got It's got to mean something to him. So if he's going in and just trying to appease the fans, I don't think he has much interest in doing that. And, like, as somebody that's a part of it and also a fan i think you got to take that journey and take that ride and you hope that like you know at some point like it tickles your fancy in the ways that you want it to but it might not like it's you know i don't i'm not always like wholesale behind everything kohi does like it's not like i don't love everything um as a longtime fan as a longtime fan between hearing shoulders and listening to some of the stuff off axis and even off of um, color, 
There are certain songs, you've got the audience, the pavilion, and shoulders. It almost sounds like Claudio doesn't want to be the lead singer anymore. Like, um, yeah, if that makes I, sense. Yeah, I, I don't want to speak for him uh, in any kind of way that's inappropriate, but I think, like, anybody, if any one of us, and I do, I try to appreciate where he's coming from, there is a lot of weight on his shoulders. Like, he has not just, like, the other guys in the band, but there's a whole crew of people that count on him to make money. And, like, if he just decides he doesn't want to do it one day, he he has a lot of responsibility. He might decide one day that he doesn't want to do it anymore. We've all heard that before. You know, it's. I think anybody in his position would feel like that. There's certain parts you take it as, like, a good thing, but I've heard other people take it completely the opposite way, like, they're not taking it as this is my audience. Like he talks about snakes and biting sharks and shit. And I think there are some of the fans that think he's talking about the audience being that part of it, not the yeah. media. I mean, it could be. I don't, you know. When he wrote the hard sell, it was like pretty on the nose. It was just like, yeah. not enough cool to go around. Yeah. And like, you know, I get it, dude. I, I, I you know, it's a lot of. But then again, dude, like he's in a band where he can do anything. Any idea he brings to the table, like, he could be like, today I have a song about a lamp. Lamp, 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 look at this lamp. I love lamp. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. And he's got three of the most talented guys that I've ever met that will try to make that great and try to bring what they can to it. So in a lot of ways, I'm, like, envious of his position, but he's worked hard for that. I just didn't have that... I was always a leader growing up. It's really funny that I play the drums, like the most like background thing, because I was always a leader. And it doesn't, it always sits a little weird for me to not be a leader, but I'm not a leader in this outfit. I don't make any decisions in anything to do with Coheed and Cambria. I just get told what to do and I do it. And I'm fine with that. It's fine. Like, it's like, I think most bands are like that. It ain't the 70s anymore. I think in the 70s, like the drummer had a say, dude. Drummers don't even really play on records anymore. It's insane. Like, I've dedicated my life to being a drummer. And, like, mm. nowadays, like, you could roll it. You could literally throw a drum set down a flight of stairs and the producer would be like, sounds great. I think we got it. Like, it doesn't matter. Track it. Yeah, track it. Because just when you're not here, I'm just going to program in what I want to hear anyway. And, like, you know, I've, it's really funny how that's how modern records are made and like i always kind of envisioned coheed as like the antithesis of that and like and we might be still like i don't know like you know we were a band band but like god color before the sun is a record we tracked live recorded it live and that record kind of landed with a dud you know it was like that's not like a real devin sandoval loves it but honestly i enjoy the color of the sun I, I, I'll, be, I'll be completely honest for for something that is a departure from the the storyline i guess I enjoy yeah. that album musically. I, I I don't I don't know if my brain is at the point where I could say lyrically because I don't I can't think of lyrics off the top of my head. But musically, I love that album from beginning to end. I could tell that you loved it when you when you said the name of it wrong. You love it so much you don't I, even know the name of the fucking record. Well, that's getting cut. That's getting cut. Never mind what that's I said. The, the color. I, no, I don't you dare cut that. Don't you dare cut that. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so funny. It's the color before the sun. Oh it's God, a big see, fan. Of that yeah, record, I um, didn't say yeah. I was big. I said I enjoyed. The fuck. Oh, you know what? <laughs> it's not the most like uh, heralded record, I guess. Like, uh, you no. know, I don't. 
I don't love it, certainly. I thought it was all right, I guess. Like, um, there's things on it. I, I love the song Colors. I thought the audience was cool musically. I don't right. really. I like the chorus, melody, but. Uh, I love Peace the rhythm the of that I song. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I Peace, thought, to like, the Ma- Peace to the Mountain is my favorite song on that album. Yeah. So that record does have. Dude, Claudio physically is incapable of writing a whole record where I like nothing. That can't happen. Right. He's my favorite writer. It's like, again, like, whenever I'm frustrated, I have to just kind of check myself and say, ah, you're in a band with your favorite writer and you get paid to play the drums. It ain't that bad. You know, it's like, but I think, it's funny, man. I'm part of what Claude's talking about, dude. Like, I'm probably annoying to him. Like, I have, Coheed is like something, a very specific thing I want it to be. And when it veers off that, you know, he probably senses that I'm not like quite as excited as, but um, I am excited about like anything in the future. I know I'm not allowed to say, but like I am excited. You know, I hope there's like new things on the horizon. Uh, and I hope we just, you know, I hope I'm 50 sitting here saying, I can't believe I'm still doing this because I definitely didn't realistically think I would be 41 still doing this. And I recognize how lucky I am that I get to say that. I love Devin Sandoval, but his obsession with Island kind of freaks me out. And I'm leaving this in. <laughs> Like, man, that motherfucker loves some island. And yeah. we asked Matt Ammons. I had Matt text him. I'm like, Matt, do me a favor. Just text Devin and ask him how much money he spent on Coheed merch and travel. And so Matt texted him. Devin replied, fuck you. <laughs> Devin's a little gangster, dude. Devin's and, the best. And then he actually said how much money he spent. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it's like, probably astronomical. Yeah, it, yeah, and yeah, I was like, "Good for him, though." Dude, you know Devin I mean? is a special fan. Uh, oh yeah, know? he's he's a completionist, that's for sure. I've never. There's really only one like Devin Sandoval, you know, and like I think it's funny that like the whole band knows him. The whole yeah. band like speaks. I just, he gave me Christmas cards for the mm-hmm. band that I was. I think he asked me too, like you know, in January. Hey, did you send those out? And I was like, Oh, of course I did. I did. That's the uh, spoiler. Yeah. I did, but I said I did because I had planned on mailing them out. <laughs> well, then they got they got buried, and before I left to go shoot the shoulders video, I found them and I just delivered them in July. And of That's course, Trav- Travis posts on Twitter, "Christmas in July." Thanks, Devin. Like, <laughs> and I was like, damn, Trav, you just threw the bus on me, dude. I told him I sent them out, I'm pretty sure, in, like, January. Um, but it, we were we were all in the dressing room talking about, like, uh, really, not to be corny, but, like, just how lucky we are to have a fan like Devin. He's, like, such a supportive, wonderful dude who loves music. He loves a bunch of bands, and, like, he gives a lot of bands, like, his passion. Hail the Sun. He loves Hail the Sun. Uh and so do I. That band fucking rule. I think that band great. They're really good. Uh, yeah, I think the dude's in it. Yeah, I think those are. That's one of the younger bands that I'm like way, way super into. Um, but yeah, I think we're lucky to know and to have a fan like Devin. Man, well, I know we are. We're extremely lucky. Even Weird Science, dude. Like, we'll come out. Like, he'll buy one of everything, and just he's a great fan and the fact that like the music touches him and speaks to him is like the ultimate reward forget money forget all that like the fact that the art speaks to him is it, that's always going to be like the ultimate kind of payoff not monetarily because I, I don't want to hear the number it'll like yeah i'm not gonna, i'm yeah. not gonna tell you i'm not gonna tell you 
you know, the motherfucker will be everywhere, flying all over. His whole family, too, is just the most... Yeah. You know, I had uh, Devin at my house a few years back for lunch. His dad came up mm-hmm. with, his, with his little sister. I'd never met his little sister, and I, I made Devin lunch, and we hung out at my house. And uh, it was fun, man. They were really nice people, and it was like... Because awesome. I could totally see it being, like, super awkward, but it wasn't. Because his father, Ben, they're all just... The, they're ben nice. is so cool. It is and the best, dude. Yeah. I, I told Cindy this. I'm like, listen, there's only one way Devin's doing all this, and it's clearly he's a Colombian drug lord, and we just don't know it. That's the ben only is, way. That <laughs> is definitely a Colombian drug lord. 100%. 100%. That is awesome. No, I think uh, I just, I love the Sandoval so much, man. Like, I would do anything for them. Devin could call me and be like, dude, I'm on the fucking Jersey Turnpike, and I don't have a ride. I'll be like, I'll be there in an hour, bro. It's right. two hours away. I'll be there in an hour. Wolf style yeah. for Pulp Fiction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just such a good kid. He's just such a good kid. And he's, you can tell he was raised with empathy. And he's a nice person. And he's a loving person. And I love his girlfriend. I, anybody that fucks with Devin, I fucks with. Because I just think they're the, he's yeah. the nicest person. I can't say enough about it. The show that you passed out at, I was supposed to be there that night. And I had this whole thing planned. Like, I legit... Went on Amazon and bought a fucking giant inflatable island. So I, I was literally going to stay the night there and just have it sitting waiting for Devin so he could take his first place in line. And I was at another show the night before, and I'm like, man, I should just go home. I'm really fucking tired. Yeah, and then that yeah. shit happened. And I was like, fuck. And I, I'm kind of glad I wasn't there because chances are I would have been in the press pit. And then when you passed out, I would have probably instinctively jumped up on stage just because I know CPR, and that's not what I should be doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> we don't even know if I can do this anymore. That was our last show we played. Like, I might pass out again, for all I know. I don't fucking know. Don't pass um, out of the show I'm at, because they don't have to jump on stage. And it'll yeah, be Bob, awkward. I don't want to. I didn't. <laughs> when I saw that video, it scared the fuck out of me, bro. Yeah, it scared me too, man. I, it's scary. Like, my body is weird. Like, I don't... They think they think they got it figured out, and I hope they do. I, I mean, I go to those hit classes. I put mm-hmm. my body through like what feels like a show. You know, just there's classes where I, I must lose as much sweat as I do at a show, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't passed out there. Got dizzy, but that happens yeah. sometimes when you exert yeah. yourself like that. So that, but yeah, I think I'm good. It sucks that like that was the last show that we played right? for fucking two years. Like, uh, but I'm looking forward to getting out there on the road. I hope you know. I hope that uh, I don't pass out, obviously, and I think I'm good to go. Like, hey, making a video is harder than really play. Fake playing is harder than actually. Playing. I've heard a lot of people say that it sucks. So, so, it's do so you, hard. Do you actually hit the drums and fake yeah. play, or okay? They have these heads. They're called like you know, like silent sound, and they don't really make noise. And the symbols are two symbols glued together, so it just ah. sounds like conk. So yeah, okay. it sounds like a conk. Conk, 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 but like you are hitting. <laughs> so it feels nothing like playing the drums, but you got to try to make it look like it looks like the you're drums. playing drums. And by the way, there's a camera in your face, so you got to make yeah, it look just... like I'm fucking crushing this shit. And it's all fake, but it's harder somehow than really playing. Like it's just like afterwards, we're all in the dressing room, like shaking, like Jesus Christ, I'm so tired. <laughs> but, um, well, you know, that's no rehearsals. Just jumping in. We got to rehearse and get our stamina up. That's why I go to the gym. Like, I feel like if I wasn't just in a stay band, there. Like, I'd try to do something, you know? And, like, Lord knows I'm always trying to get in shape. It never works. But, um, 
you know, hopefully the stamina is at least I'm not starting from zero because of the gym. I got, I'm starting from three. But once we rehearse for a few weeks, we'll be good to go. That's how it always is. I can't wait to see you guys. And I really hope you get there the night before and you can meet up with me at that Counting Crow show because that'll be interesting. Yeah, I doubt it. I never. I, 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 do I doubt you never. guys will actually be in town a day early. Um, so it's a day off before that show. Uh, that would be the only way, obviously. There might. Yeah. Uh, but that never happens for me. But, dude, you counting. I've always kind of liked the Counting Crows, but like I've been on a real Counting Crows kick of late. Like I really, really like the Counting Crows a lot. I am a huge Counting Crows fan. I, I know you I, are. I have photographed so many bands live, and the only picture that I've ever taken that is framed in my house is a picture I got of Counting Crows. I was That's shooting cool. the sh- I was shooting the show in Orlando, and it's one of those things that I was probably 18 years old, and they're singing the song Colorblind, and I literally have my camera down at my side, and Adam Dirt is singing Colorblind, and I'm just singing the song looking back at him, and he stops and he smiles at me. And I grabbed my camera real quick, and I got the shot. And that's the only picture that's framed in my house. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, it's like I've always liked them. It's never like I didn't like them, but now I, I don't know. I get a little bit older, and you get an extra appreciation for the writing, uh, the slickness. The music is slick. It's and maybe it harkens back to a time when a drummer playing on a record was actually a drummer playing on a record, and the bass player is actually a bass player playing. It's not like you know. Right. out. I appreciate bing, bing, that. Bing. Hey, my, my phone is going to die. I better show you guys this music, okay. this uh, movie room. Okay. Hey, if, if my phone does, is my phone cutting up? Like, Bob was cutting up that whole story. Am I cutting out or anything? You're good no. now. No, you sound good now. Uh, I think it's because my phone's on, like, 1%. Hey, if it goes dark, I love you guys. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, if it goes dark, paranormal activity to be continued. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, we'll have to do a part two. All right, my movie room's not that great. It's not like, you know, it's not... I see people with, like, incredible movie rooms. It's not like that, but... I've right, seen, we're going to I've seen, up in this bit. I've only seen photos of, like, your Jason Goes to Hell uh, bust with Freddy's glove, like, which I think fucking looks awesome. I love Jason Goes to Hell. I love that you have that. Yeah, I also love Jason Goes to Hell, but I get a lot of shit for that from people. Um, Nothing wrong with loving that. Although, part six is my favorite of the series, but I love Jason Goes yeah, to Hell. Yeah, I... I have to say, Part Six is a better movie, but like, I love the chances they took in Jason Goes to Hell. I love the uh, how like comic booky it is. It's like fantastic. It's like, oh yeah, well, you were out there. You, you know, you're a okay. bigger, you're a big fan. I should. This is an easy question. You probably already know this, but like, you remember when Tops did the three issue Jason Goes to Hell comic? I'm sure you have those. That's so fucking. Yeah, awesome. I don't have them. I, I don't have them anymore. Really? I had them for a long time. Though. Yeah. Those and the Jason versus Levin. That is so goddamn cool. This is my buddy. (laughs) Look at this. This tattoo artist made this. My friend Stephanie for me. It's me as Jason. That's pretty cool. Is that the same lady? Is that the same artist who did the uh, Red Light Julia covers? No, different guy. Uh, But it does look similar, right? Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damn, Bear, get out of here. Bear loves Jason. Hey, Bear. Hey, that's Jason. Okay, so got that bust and then i i also have a part seven bust that's pretty cool oh god my no please tell me no please oh, no! no oh i can't you can't end a podcast any better though if i'm being honest uh, but 
I mean, especially Jay- where he ends. Picture Jason perfect. just killed him. If he ever wants to come back on and finish in that, I'm I'm absolutely game for it, man. Uh, anytime, right. anytime he wants. And also, I I want to say this because the podcast is not over. We're gonna do a proper. I'm sure you're texting him right now, even though his phone de- is dead. Um, I also want to say to anybody listening, uh, <sighs> children of the fence, I apologize if I've offended anybody. With my negativity towards Cody and Cambria, uh, in particular, Year of the Black Rainbow. But I also like to think that as an adult, we're allowed to have these conversations. And uh, I certainly felt like I I was getting to know Josh for the first time. So I kind of felt like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. Maybe I shouldn't have said this. But I don't want to offend it. It's not my job in life or my, my goal to offend anybody. And I know that there are some children of the fence uh, who aren't my biggest fan by proxy of Matt Ammons and I don't really care about that anymore because I do love Matt in spite of how I fuck with him but I just want to say if anybody loves Coheed and they've been offended by anything I've said it wasn't my intention I'm just being honest about how I feel I do like Coheed for Christ's sake I'm not going to show all my tattoos but um, that was genuinely um, genuinely one of the best experiences I've had with somebody yeah, that was a lot of fun um and i'm sorry I, to I, you if i overstepped any boundaries so no no i was getting right there was one question that i've been waiting and waiting and waiting to ask and that's about his solo project and i didn't get to ask about it he's he had been working on a solo like metal record as we end to... as we end this episode of, of bob and doug uh save you from boredom i just want to show off my collection since uh josh wasn't here I already feel like a complete loser for doing this, but I don't give a fuck. Mine's all digital. Yeah, well, it must be nice. Mine's old school. Hey, are those DVDs? This is the original box set that I got from Suncoast Motion Picture when only Paramount still had the had the rights to them. So the only ones they released were one through seven, um, plus a, an extra DVD. And then, um, you know, I just bought Jason Goes to Hell and all that because that was where New Line took over. I also have Freddy vs. Jason, but I don't speak of that movie as if it's a worthy Horrible contender. Movie. It's such a bad movie. Horrible it's movie. Bad. No, it's all good. He just texted me. Um, he said, we'll have to do another movie room episode. Absolutely. Tell him thank you. A uh, hundred times over, man. I didn't mean to come off like an asshole, and like I, that's what no, I, you, you that, didn't. But that's what I meant when I said I was going to cut some stuff. Like, dude, I'll be honest with you. I'm glad that I didn't get to finish telling the losing virginity story. I'm not going to do it at the end of the podcast. Um, but Porky's was the other movie besides American Pie, and where I was going with American Pie was we were talking about how the culture mm-hmm. has changed. So, like, you think back about like the American Pie spawned a series of fucking sequels and straight to DVD sequels. And was beloved by many people, which I recently rewatched all the original four movies. And as much as I still find something more than more than a few things to love about them, I mean that first movie, like setting up a video camera to have sex with a foreign exchange student, not fucking okay. Go back. No, go not back, not good at all. Go back to Porky's, a movie that as an adult I still find entertaining and funny. Guys sitting in watching high school girls take showers in the shower, that not, not okay. okay. 
Like, yeah, but that's that's what I try and say. Like, when, when whenever somebody gets upset with me or I say something that offends somebody, it's never my intent to offend anybody. But you also have to understand the shit we were raised on. Like, it's a miracle that we turned out to be good people with hearts and morals. And so I, I grew up watching the last. What was it? The last American version. Dude, <laughs> dude, did you watch the the Electric Boogaloo link that I sent you? I have not. Okay, because the last American Virgin was the first movie that they released as a film, and it's a direct, it is a word-for-word, shot-for-shot, direct ripoff of a movie they made in Israel called Lemon Popsicle. You got to watch that movie, dude. That's a fascinating documentary. The audience wasn't prepared for the craziness, looniness. Ninja 3 The Domination managed to take The Exorcist, a ninja movie, and combine it with Flashdance. Guys, really? I mean, that's insane. They put a stamp on pop culture. It's hard to words canon films without laughing. At the end of the movie, I had tears in my eyes. And then Ockham, he says, ha I got you. I was crying because I saw my career going down the toilet, and I didn't know what I was going to do next. It was almost like a bowel movement. You make a movie, it comes out, you flush it, and you move on to another one. This has been Bob and Doug Save You From Boredom, and that was Weird Science, a.k.a. Josh Eppard, drummer of Coed and Cambria and of Terrible Things. And so, uh, uh, yeah, we hope you're not bored. I certainly wasn't. I could listen to that guy. Honestly, I, if I didn't have to take a leak and want to get something to eat, I could listen to Josh talk for like three or four more hours. I could sit and <laughs> talk to him about fucking movies alone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need to have him back on. It's going to be fun. I, I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Oh, and, I'm and, sure and, he'll and, be and, back and, on. And Matt Ammons, I genuinely was fucking with it. I hope you do know that. I love you, Matt, quite a bit. And I also love – oh, shit, we're doing an outro. I'm sorry, but I, I got to say this while it's on my mind. If you've made it this far, uh, Andrew Burr? Burford. Burford. I'm sorry. Andrew Burford, number one. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for being, for watching, for listening, for commenting and liking. Same goes for Leaping Tiger and anybody else who's commented that I'm not forgetting on. I'm talking about you, Sheree. What's up? Anyway, um, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> I only wish I had my John Cena Dude, shirt on. It's my good you, going out. You, you, <laughs> you just shot your shot and you missed so wide right Here, here's the thing i wasn't shooting a shot i was doing something i know funny. but it was very hilarious either okay. way okay you asshole i didn't think you were actually hitting on three virtually a month a month in the future <laughs> so i'm coming to florida what's up <laughs> hey sheree i know you won't hear this for a month but uh yo i'm gonna i'm gonna come down there at some point <laughs> You might you might not have heard this by the time I left, but hey, I it's, was there. I'm just trying to be funny and entertain people. But regardless, everybody who's like the handful of people that have liked and, and, and commented on YouTube and on iTunes and who are still with us, even though it's a small number, I just want you to know I appreciate you. I don't give a fuck if we're, we're in the stratosphere. I genuinely like that, that people are, are paying attention in some form. And we are going to do more audience stuff. So submit your questions. If there's anything we want to talk about, we will address them. We are going to start being a real show at some point once we become real adults. So I've been Ooh. Doug. <laughs> I, I've been Bob. And I and uh, love you, man. I think, I, I think Josh saved us from boredom. So He absolutely did. And I love you, and I love you guys, and have a good evening. All right, man. Later, bro. Later, buddy. Everybody, Everybody is a critic.